For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This tremendous guest joins us here on our big broadcast, and you can join us each and every week on AMFM247.com and Build, Grow, and Enjoy via the Build, Grow, and Enjoy radio network. We have got a great guest with us today. Christina, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, my friend? Well, this is Claudia, Claudia Chittister. Yes, yes, Cla- Cla- Claudia, I stand corrected. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about your latest project here, my friend. So um, I just came out with a book um, about my mother. Uh, it's called Trusted Eye, and it's about her time post-World War II in Germany helping the artists. And the subtitle is um, Post-War II Adventures of a Trusted Art Advocate. Fantastic. So why did you decide to write this book? So I, about 20 years ago, I was handed her letters and diaries and her photographs, and I found that the stories were just incredibly uh, interesting. But it was really difficult to put it together, so I set it aside. But then and I came across a painting of hers, just pure serendipity, in Milwaukee. And I live in Austin, Texas, by the way, and it was just by chance, I was up there visiting, and I go into the Milwaukee Public Library also by chance, and I see a painting that my cousin yelled across, is there another Virginia Hammersmith that paints in Wisconsin? And there was a painting we'd never seen before. So it was inspiring to see that the as an artist that she wanted to be an artist, and finally, and Yale never graduated her, and, and I felt like, well, now a book should be written. So I spent two years and put it together. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on a broadcast. Claudia Chester is with us. She has an amazing website, F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E dot org. And she joins us today here on our big broadcast. So what has been the uh, reaction and some of the different reviews that you've gotten on this book so far? Well, people seem very inspired by the fact that they get to actually read her letters, her voice. Her voice is funny. It's, it's She doesn't pull any punches. She's direct. She's fearless. Um, all the things that she does. And it gives people a very intimate view and understanding of what it must have been like to live in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even. Um, and because she wrote back to her mother almost every week. So I think people were inspired or are inspired by just being able to follow all the different arcs of a woman's life. Fantastic. It is a great guest with us today. Claudia Chester is with us today. She joins us live. So tell me about how you uh, help preserve the, the, how Virginia preserved some of the pieces of art and uh, revived the exiled artists. Tell us about this. So when she um, was married to my, she married my father in 1940. Dad was, um, was, drafted into World War II. When the war was over, he sent a telegram saying, why don't you come over and join me just for six months? I got a job here as a designer. And she got over there and realized, you know, the Frankfurt's bombed. It, there's nothing there. And But she had, a, she had a camera because she was, my dad worked for the armed forces. 
she had a car, she had food and such, and she was was able to connect with other gallery people and artists and help them. And so uh, she found this one woman who was a collector, and they drove around Germany finding the artists that this collector and gallery owner knew and bought art from them, um, gave them food, helped them get back on their feet, and, and her friend Hannah would give them shows. Uh, so that was sort of her quest was sort of to help everybody um, get back on their feet. The ones that had were forbidden to paint, especially that had left the bombed out cities and went to the countryside. Fantastic. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us here on our big broadcast. And uh, Claudia is with us. She has an incredible, incredible book, Trusted Eye, Post-World War II, Adventures of a Fearless Art Advocate. And she joins us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. So tell me a little bit about why the book should be embraced by artists, historians, and women's studies courses. Well, I think it's a good cross-section. It's almost like an almanac of the entire 20th century because it, it covers from the, the days when she was working in an ammunitions factory in the 30s when um, the women were expected to help out for the war effort. And it covers McCarthyism. It covers uh, the how you was a, a woman's struggle in trying to get a job. She wasn't permitted to get a job with the armed forces because she was married. Um it was all these different things that people are not aware of in the 20th century. So I think the women's studies groups would really love to hear a woman's voice. The historians would love to see post-World War II how the armed forces was helping in the cultural side too. But then there are people like my mother who were not officially part of the armed forces, but were helping build the country back up because it takes more to build a country back up besides the plumbing and fixing the roads. You have to, you have mother help with the musicians and the dancers, as well as the painters and such. And so she was like an ambassador. And so I think there's a, a, a bigger uh, goodwill story here as well. So I think that's that's where. And then there's art. There's lots of art in this book. There's photographs of all the artists that survived and, and the people that she met. And there's photographs of the artists themselves. So I think I think that part's really interesting. As a coffee table book, it's really pretty. Claudia Chester with us today. She joins us here on our big broadcast here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. And you can join us each and every week on buildgrowandenjoy.com. Each and every week, we bring you BGE, Trusted Eye, Post-World War II, Adventures of a Fearless Art Advocate by our guest today, Claudia. And uh, Claudia, this book is absolutely amazing. Uh, What exactly are you hoping that folks get out of this book? I hope that they will pass it on to all of their friends and family and younger generations that don't have any experience or understanding of what the 20th century was like and not having internet, not having any of the the easy access and the struggles it took. So I think what they'll get out of is an appreciation, first of all, of what the 21st century has, but also an appreciation for um, what the slow life is like. and. And if you want to start writing letters, the benefit of actually writing letters and taking your time to detail exactly what's going on in your environment and such. We have photography now. We have images everywhere that can explain things. But writing in particular is, is, um, is a skill that it was required then more even than now. And, but now I think it's required as well. So this reminds everybody of that. 
We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Why is it important to preserve the legacy of your mom and how she came to discover who she really was after her death? I think people don't realize how all the legacy of every family. There's um, you when you discover what I discovered, you know, you, we have one sense of who our mom or our parents are, but when you actually get to witness all the different ups and downs and the process of getting through these different struggles, it gives you a, a new appreciation. And I have this appreciation for my own mother, but I'm sure most families, if they think about the struggles that their own parents and grandparents and such and their own legacies, um, they should make an effort to um, preserve and to continue those stories to their family members. We have got a great guest with us today. Claudia joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. So give us the profile of the typical reader who's going to love your book. So I I would hope that, well, I the readers that I have now, for instance, are um, that have an art background. Some do. Many just love history and love actually seeing um, the what these different cities were like, etc. After the war, actually seeing people that they've read about before, but didn't um, didn't have, there are very few photographs. Of. Mother's photography is unique. There's not these are people that you don't find in all the different books. Um, so it's it's uh, yeah, I would think between twenty and ninety. <laughs> Somebody who likes history, but also likes to you know who might have lived through these times and wants to reminisce about it. That's awesome. It is a great guest with us today. Claudia Childers with us today. She's got an incredible website, Fontaine.org. Tell us about the website there, Claudia. So the website's a combination of things. It's um, it's the archive. It's the actual, many of her letters and photography. You could actually see her old scrapbook up there. Um, and it's also my father's art as well is up there. So it's a gallery of his work, but it's also, if you want to go in, in and, and find people that you may have a connection to, there's, she, she encountered maybe 400 people in her adventures. And I built this massive database of all the people that she encountered, whether, whether they're in a guest book or they're mentioned in a diary or they're like in her diaries, some of them are like 200 parties in a year. And how do you do that? How do you have that many events in a year? So, um, if you want to get into the details and actually read some of this, that's what the website's all about, just to make connections with others. And I, I hope that the children of all these people that are not very well known that are in the book, you know, find the book and reach out to, to us. That would be great. Fantastic. Now, this book, you've put a lot of time and effort into the book. Um, why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? I think it's because the, the stories are just... Um, Unheard, and they're, they're unique in the sense that you don't you go look at the sense of what it was like to live in Germany at that time period. I think that's just the the uniqueness of it is what's going to be exciting to people. That and the fact that there's photography to back it up. It's not just the words, but it's also so. And and there's also little vignettes of my personal perspective of what it was like to to live with these two artists in Europe as a child. Um, and and there's also lots of background. So I think I think the you, you, there's something to, it's something for everybody almost in this book, but it's really an almanac of the 20th century. That's what I call it, a, a, a visual almanac of the 20th century. And they're very short chapters, so easy read. That's fantastic. Now, this book, you've put a lot of time and effort. You've, you've gotten a lot of great praise 
for the book. Um, where where do you see this book going? Are you planning on doing a second uh, a follow up or anything like that? Well, this book to me is a is it's is it's. I don't. I think the website itself is going to add all the details that it might add. For instance, the diaries I've transcribed them, but they're not perfect. I will hopefully one day publish the diaries um, in their in a more readable form because now it's half of them are full of mistakes. But um, I'm my next project personally is I'm writing my own memoir, and I'm on my eighth version. So wow. we'll see how. I don't know how fast <laughs> that's going to happen, but. Um, yeah, I'll keep working on that. So having lived in three different continents, I think it'll be a fun story. That's amazing. We have got a great guest with us today. Claudia joins us here on our big broadcast. So what, what do we need to know exactly about a crusader for art in a ravaged post-World War II Germany? Well, I think that the uh, ingredients of how to survive would be that you have to be fearless, which my mother was. Um, she uh, could speak some German, so she got through that way, although many of the Germans spoke English. So you have to have some, um, she also had a Girl Scout background, so she, and she was a swimmer, um, so she physically could handle the work. Um, and she wasn't afraid to, to sleep on the floor if she had to when she visited these artists. So, um, and she also had a great sense of, of manners and being being kind and generous. So I think whenever you're um, getting into a situation that's a little uncomfortable, she was she was able to speak to anybody on any level. And especially artists have a you know a sensitive bone to them, obviously. And so she was very gracious in speaking to them and encouraging them. Um, so besides encouraging just by showing up with with food and and maybe buying their art, she was also encouraging in keeping keeping them to keep going. So that that's the piece that I think whenever you're in a situation like that, you you really have to be very empathetic. And that was something that my mother had. Although I said that the Girl Scout skills really helped too. She had, she had to she had to fix her own carburetor of her car. I mean, she she had to flat tires all the time, and that that and she knew how to drive a stick shift too. So she um, these are all the different skills that you have to have in order to to handle yourself in a country that's not put back together yet. Claudia joins us here in our program, and Kirkus Reviews gave you a very, very great review. They said it's a vivid recollection of Fontaine's fascinating life, emerges one of the author that allows to be conveyed largely through letters, a strategy that provides her with a major objectivity. I can't even get that out. Um, You've gotten a lot of great reviews here. Um, What does that do as an author to you? You know, I it, 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 great reviews. Um, you say, well, thank you. That's that's true. First thing you have to say, <laughs> you got through that one pretty well. Um, I think it, it just keeps 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 you going. To say, okay, I guess I can do this. I can hang on just a few more days, because it is. If you get a bad review, I can imagine how that would really. But I've been very fortunate so far that I've been getting great reviews on this. It is a big book too. It's four pounds, so it's you have to. It's a little bit, a little bit of an investment to to even carry that around with you. But um, I hope that it ends up in libraries, especially. I think it has a lot of legs to it and a lot of life. 
So these reviews hopefully will encourage librarians to uh, purchase it, um, as well as everybody that wants to give a great gift to their 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 daughter or their mother or anybody that's needs um, yeah to have something unique for them to enjoy. Now this is uh, an incredible read. You've put a lot of time and effort into this book. Uh, it's both a biography and a visual almanac for an intricate slice of the 20th century. Give, give me your thoughts on this. So I try to make it uh, in third person. So I, I say everything, Virginia does this and Virginia does that in order not to make it autobiographical, not to make it my, because I came along very late um, in her in her life. So I, all of these stories are unknown to me. This is all brand new and it's from fresh eyes. So um, it's not a memoir. It's definitely a biography, and it's definitely um, an historical piece. And I, I call it a visual almanac because it covers things even from the Jewish underground that people may not know anything about and helping and how the Americans may have helped. Um, my mother, for instance, was a runner with my father, which I did not know about. It was it just came out when I started reading a speech that she gave. She and Dad ran money secretly down to Switzerland to help the Jews get back to Israel, get down to Israel. But then she found, what she found out in a um, newspaper article that a sergeant, woman sergeant was carrying $50,000 on her and she was sent back to the States, she had to stop that effort. So that's a piece that people may not know about that was a very important piece after World War II is all the refugees and how difficult that was. And then or McCarthyism and a, and a time period that we think about only in the states and how it affected maybe artists here. They were, you know, accused of communism and were forbidden to work. It was happening over in Germany as well. Any any State Department where my dad worked in the newspaper, you're expected to tell on people if they had communist connections. Uh, these are all just parts of our 20th century that I. That's why I call it. And I call it visual almanac because I have photographs and and sections to actually help move the story along. And then it's also art that was going on at the same time. We have got a great guest with us today. Claudia joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. BuildGrowAndEnjoy.com. In this artistically rich coffee table book, Trusted Eye, it explores the impact of women in mid-century society and the lasting impression of creativity and culture. What is what is the one lesson, based upon that setup, that you want folks to learn from this book? Well, my mother followed her instincts and her she trusted her gut a lot. And um, I feel that Fearlessness is a is a big quality that that women um, need to. Oh, I mean, I think we're doing a better job of it now. But I, in general, in those days, it was a little bit. You had more forces um, fighting against you. But we, of course, <laughs> there's lots of forces all the time against humanity. But this is yeah. just the the sense of pulling your bootstraps up and and getting that fearlessness quota out of you and and keep doing what you think is right. Claudia joins us here in her program. So when you were writing this book, what was some of the different things that you, you knew you had to include in the book? And was there anything that you thought about taking out of the book? 
That's a really interesting question. Um, I was a little hesitant about writing about my mother's or my father's infidelity because I wasn't clear as to how that really um, added to the story at all. Or another thing about mother's alcoholism, that was another uh, big piece of it because does that really add? Because it really was a, it's a thorn, it's a Achilles heel, right? And so um, those are both areas. But I, I went ahead and, and, and told that story as well because it was, it was a difficult one. Um, because in the end, I mean, what she did to shut my father's down was pretty remarkable. I guess I'm going to leave that to you readers to find out what it was. <laughs> um, and then uh, and the alcoholism was a struggle throughout her life, but eventually she conquered it. So I was I was pleased to write about that. So she was educated at Yale, was a strong, fearless, persistent, hardworking woman who sacrificed her art career to promote her husband's art and give voice to other artists. Uh, take us through that, because that that is that is a fascinating part of the book. I, yeah, and I and I wonder about if it's it started out that she really felt she was an artist, and her grandfather funded her education at Yale. Um, but it was in the depression, and she had gone through four years of Yale, and her final painting they they didn't pass her, um, so she couldn't finish that final year. She had to come back because my grandparents weren't going to fund her for one more year if they felt she wasn't a serious artist. But even when she came back to Milwaukee, she spent that whole year trying to get gigs. She, all kinds of things she was trying to do to make a name for herself as an artist. Um, but then when she met dad and dad was clearly an incredible artist who, um, lived and breathed art very self, 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 absorbed kind of artist as all artists usually have to be um so giving her art up for him i'm you know and there was a time and they also lived in tortola in the virgin Islands. so right after they were married mother expected to continue her painting right alongside dad but she was not a watercolorist and they lived in a thatch hut and the, the straw would fall down on their painting and ruin it and so even dad had to quit using oils and dad quickly went to watercolors because he knew he knew watercolors, and my mother didn't. Also, she was a portrait painter, and the locals would not allow her to paint them or photograph them. So she had to spend a year in Tortola, and she just started writing instead and, and doing some photography. So she spent a whole year losing her, not losing her chops, but sort of losing her volition to continue that. And then, yeah, and after that, she said, well, she actually wrote to her mother, we can only have one artist in the house. So... Uh, I think she just decided that she was going to start using her skills. She continued to use her skills. It's just not in painting. I mean, she, to be a photographer, you need good design skills. And and knowing art made all the difference in the world in terms of what she continued to do. So I think she didn't not use her skills. She just wasn't putting it in a brush. That's awesome. Well, as we wrap up here with you, my friend, how do people get the book and get in touch with you online and, and everywhere else? Well, I Thank you so much for asking that. So um, you can buy it on Amazon, and you can also buy it off the website. And if you live in Austin, you could buy it at our local bookstores here, um, or Milwaukee, you can buy it there in those bookstores. So, yeah, please reach out at Fontaine.org. Fantastic. Well, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and uh, we will talk to you soon. You've got quite the book here, Claudia. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. There she goes. That is our guest. Fontaine.org is the official website. Go over and check that out today. And we are going to take a brief time out. And uh, we will indeed catch you next week on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.